Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. 88.1 WKNC. My name's Sarah, and you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC. Today, we're going to be talking to Zach from the Carolina Jubilee. Hi, Zach. Hey, Sarah. So tell us, what is Carolina Jubilee? Well, it's a two-day music festival that uh, Carolina Farm Trust, which is a nonprofit that I founded about two years ago, produces. And uh, what we're really trying to do with it is really focus on uh, the region of, you know, North and South Carolina and highlight all the breweries and vineyards, distilleries and chefs, and more importantly, the farms themselves, and uh, really just try to bring the region together and uh, kind of come together and kind of talk about all things food and enjoy life and, uh, you know, and all the craziness that's from the outside and try to do good things with it. So tell me more about the nonprofit that you started. What was, what is it and what was kind of that process like? Well, the, you know, it was a, uh, it's, it's a 501c3. Um, we started in end of May of 2015 and, uh, the mission is to protect farmland and foster an ecosystem of sustainable farming. Uh, but really it's there to build and support a law, a large, broad network of farms. So we all have a, a regional food system that we can trust and more importantly rely on. Mm-hmm. So we're not really focused on education or awareness lobbying litigation policy. It's really trying to get money into the dirt directly into the farming community to help them reach their goals, which it could be land. It could be a piece of equipment, infrastructure, uh, marketing, relationship building. Uh, if it doesn't generate revenue for a farm, we, we won't do it. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't take you too long to understand how expensive that can be. And, um, and Carolina Jubilee really kind of was a medium I thought that um, you know really with this kind of this food movement it's marketed directly to a very specific demographic and you know how can we kind of broaden you know that demographic and you know and get into a, a lot of you know because the thing about agriculture which I love and what you know keeps me driven every day is that it, it doesn't discriminate it doesn't care what color you are how old you are if you're healthy or sick or if you're rich or poor uh, we need you know a you know fundamental resources to survive and we've kind of given that responsibility away to the conglomerates and we've kind of seen, you know, what has happened uh, because of that. And really what I'm hoping to do with Carolina Jubilee and Carolina Farm Trust is really try to take that responsibility back a little mm-hmm. bit and even out the balance, you yeah. know, a tad, Yeah. you know, cause I don't think people kind of understand how fragile, you know, our food system is. I mm-hmm. mean, at this point it's tens of thousands of miles long and it can be interrupted pretty quick. Yeah. So what, inspired you to get started and to get involved with the farming community in the area? Well, I grew up in Northern Virginia on, in, a, in a large farming community. Um, I grew up on 280 acres in Loudoun County, and um, luckily it wasn't really a working farm, mm-hmm. uh, but I did work. Uh, we had pig, pigs and chickens in a garden, and you know I helped on the neighboring farms and stuff like that. And I've been an entrepreneur kind of my whole life, and, and really that was you know kind of my dream. And uh, I got kind of close to it, and kind of a partnership kind of fell apart on me, uh, and I got kind of the losing end of the stick there, you know, in, in the end of 2014, and it was kind of a, a reset button for me. And there was an incubator farm called Lomax in Concord that was going through some. Tri- uh, the county was not didn't want to fund it anymore. 
And so I just saw a PSA on it. It just kind of irked me a little bit. And um, I just started to kind of read a little more and do more research. And there was a, a very uh, long list of TED Talks that year in Manhattan around food. But it was really focused on, you know, it was just problem after problem, you know, really no solution, you know. And I just kind of saw how much money was really being poured into, you know, all this policy and lobbying and litigating, um, you know. And we can educate and be aware of it all we want. But unless there's enough farms to support the demand, you know, what's the point? And, um, and that's kind of where we're sitting right now. And so I was just, well, why is anyone just investing all this money into the farms themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that yeah. would seem more, make sense, more sense to me. And, um, you know, so that's kind of, uh, it kind of happened by accident. I just started talking to farmers and started making commitments I had no business making and <laughs> then had to go find a vehicle to go do it. And so it all kind of had to back in into it. <laughs> And so what was it like going into the farming communities and, you know, going up to them with this like proposition of like this organization that you wanted to start? Like what were the reactions? Like what, what, how did that kind of, uh, a lot of raised eyebrows, uh, you know, the first farm that I kind of reached out to, uh, he hung up on me you know, (laughs) twice and, you know, basically I finally just said, you know, Hey, can I come out and talk to you? And he said, yeah, all right, fine. And, uh, you know, now he's one of our biggest supporters. Um, so it's, it's challenging because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk about helping farmers, mm-hmm. uh, but not a lot of follow through. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of the hardest thing on me on a daily basis. Is you know we've been at this for two years, and you know we've we've helped, um, you know, but not in the ways that you know I really want to. Yeah, uh, but you know it's uh, you got to be a little naive a little bit to to, to kind of uh, take some of these big steps and. Uh, but overall, I have to say that they, you know, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, you know they're they're waiting to kind of see what happens. Uh, you know, the idea is there, the premise is there, but is there a market for it? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, this sort of, I mean, the Carolina Jubilee is a kind of a long term play. Um, you know, we're we're working hard on that, and um, you know, and there's just been, uh, you know, there's kind of a disconnect, you know, with larger corporate partners and um you know i my favorite thing is is when i'll sit across from a community engagement director uh and they're like well we're we're really focused on entrepreneurship and stem yeah i'm like well (laughs) these farmers are entrepreneurs you know and i they use stem every single day (laughs) yeah just not with like the technical Uh, terms that right Uh, even sometimes even the technical stuff i mean Mm -hmm. it just depends on what they're doing i mean um carolina farmhouse dairy which is um you know it's uh probably like 20 minutes 30 minutes from here over in bahama um, I mean, they're the only, only yogurt production, uh, producer here, I think in the Southeast, uh, we were just there last week and I mean, it's really cool to what, I mean, you know, they're milking in one room, moving it all over and getting it cultured and, uh, you know, it's amazing on what they're doing and they can't even keep up with demand. Uh, but the hardest part with all this is that, you know, business 101 does not work in the farming community. Uh, I mean, the industry, the, the margins are uh, so thin and the infrastructure and regulation are so intense. Uh, it's real hard. Yeah. Um, you know, so what we're hoping to do is be able to, uh, you know, invest in these farms. And, and if they're successful, you know, we'll be successful. Yeah. And so once you went into the different farming communities, were there some issues or ideas that they had that you hadn't really thought of before you had gone in? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's. You know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, there's a big labor shortage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's so much technology coming down and, you know, um, I mean, logistics is the, you know, probably the biggest burden on a small farm. 
you know, in technology. I mean, it's an exciting time, I think, in the farming industry just because, you know, I really don't think industrial ag can keep up, uh, keep the way it's going. I just, there's, there's just no way, um, you know, and, uh, you know, with logistics changing with drones and driverless cars and, um, you know, that's really going to, you know, shake up a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we're trying to, I mean, it's a, there's some really big issues. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, food access is, uh, I really didn't start thinking about food access in the beginning and now it's like this number one driver. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you kind of look at any social problem or really any medical problem and you follow where it starts, uh, you know, food in our culture is, is, uh, is typically where it lands. Um, you know, so it's, uh, you know, getting something like this started and proven is the hard part. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, in, in, uh, in anything new, it's hard to get people to get on board. And uh, that was another reason why Carolina Jubilee was just something that was, you know, how are we going to get this thing going? Yeah. Uh, you know, and the only way it w works if we can get the public to get to get behind it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and where I look at it is it's kind of our social contract with the region. Yeah. You know, and if we're doing what we're saying we're doing and we can put up good music and I mean, it's a great camping facility. I mean, we got 18 bands over two days. We're doing a, a 5k, 10k this year. Uh, we got four chefs, open fire theme. Uh, you know, the product is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I need you to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, I think the, the, it would have been easy to put Carolina Jubilee like in a Raleigh or a triangle mm -hmm. or in a Charlotte metro area. Yeah. Uh, but it was it would not have been what I, what it needed to become or grow. I mean, the venue mm -hmm. can hold 70,000 people, you know, yeah. we're going to kill it until, <laughs> yeah. until we get there. Uh, but, you know, especially on the farming side, uh, you know, I think we've been talking about this urban rural divide, uh, you know, it, it's kind of come to, uh, you know, come to a head over the last, you know, uh, year or so. Uh, and this is kind of one of those scenarios where we're trying to, you know, we need to keep talking about it, but you also need to go experience it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Iredell County is kind of the heart of, uh, North Carolina agriculture and, and, uh, you know, and we're the venues in North Iredell, um, you know, on a beautiful piece of property and, um, you know, we just need to kind of get some different types of people together and there's nothing better than food music. So what's it been like getting, especially cause you know, like looking at the different playlists, like all the different artists that you guys have coming out, what was it like contacting them? You know, like, were they interested in like the aspect of the nonprofit kind of like aspect of the event and things like that? Or were they just kind of like, I'm coming out to play? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we've, um, you know, I mean, everybody gets paid, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, as far as the bands go. Uh, I mean, I got really lucky meeting like Sinners and Saints in the very, the, the first year, uh, you know, and they basically said, you know what, you need to talk to Susto and the High Divers and Amigo and She Returns yeah. From War and um, I mean, really the whole lineup has been, um, one band referring, you know, someone else. And, uh, when you're talking to, um, creative people, mm -hmm. you know, if they like them, <laughs> yeah, you can, they're you good, know they're you gonna know? Be good. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, I mean, accused syndicate, for example, uh, I mean, they've been around for, I think two decades and, uh, we're, we're, we're real big in the, in the mid two thousands and. I was able to get Brian Murray's phone number and called him up and said, Hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. I need your help. And, um, you know, they took a little bit of a hit, you know, kind of on their rate and, uh, yeah. and all of them have, um, I mean, we're, I mean, we're putting this thing on, on a shoestring budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, 
you know, but they, I, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with it. I mean, they, they, uh, they're all very flexible with me and, and, um, you know, I mean, first two years, I mean, we've almost kind of broken even the day of, but it took me a little while to pay some of them. And, um, they were all very gracious. And I mean, the, the stage lighting and sound company, the drawn brothers out of Fayetteville, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't try to, I don't pretend to know things I don't, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and with the stage lighting and sound, it was just the quotes came in all over the place, oh, $80,000, $5,000, you know, I'm like, what's, you know, yeah. the same stuff. Uh, but they really kind of came in at the very end and kind of saved me from making a wrong decision. And, um, you know, I mean, they're giving us like a 30 grand setup for, you know, not, you know, for five grand. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I can't, uh, we could, I mean, and they've made us look a lot bigger than we were. Mm. Um, the bands loved it because, it's high quality sound and they took care of them. So, and that has spread, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really, I mean, just after the first year and, um, you know, and kind of taking your licks and wounds after a first year event and all of a sudden bands are coming out all over the place. Hey, can I play? Can I play? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, well, how did you even hear about it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the, the lineup is fantastic and, um, you know, we had, I had a, um, we just, we just, uh, one band out of Asheville had a pole and we were able to replace them with Swim in the Wild out of Winston and they're freaking amazing. Uh, you know, so it'll be, I mean, we've cried, I've tried to mix the, the, the genres up pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're more a lot of Americana folk rock, yeah. um, you know, but we got uh, Groove 8 is this amazing soul funk band out of Charlotte. Uh, I mean, they played with Paul Simon and with Prince when they were, um, when he was still, uh, with us and. Um, I mean, there's a lot of talent there, which, I, which I'm very proud of, you know, so it's one of those things that if you go, you're, there's, you know, I'll argue all day long that, you know, you're going to have a great time, yeah. uh, but you just gotta go. <laughs> 88.1 WKNC. My name's Sarah and you're listening to Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC. We're talking to Zach here from the Carolina Jubilee. And so um, would you mind telling us again, for people that are just tuning in, what kind of the Carolina Jubilee is, just in a brief statement? Yeah, well, Carolina Jubilee is a two-day music festival uh, that Carolina Farm Trust produces. And, um, you know, it's it's all about North Carolina. We have uh, Full Steam Brewery, Primal Brewery. Um, we have a couple of vineyards. Uh, we have five distilleries. Uh, Kel Mitten from Soul Gastro Lounge down in Charlotte's doing these five signature cocktails out of this tap setup, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. We got four chefs, uh, Clark Barlow from Charlotte, uh, Harrison Littell from Winston-Salem, Regan Stalter from uh, Pittsburgh, and Chef Jaffe Kabui, who's Kenyan from Apex. Uh, they're all kind of coming down, doing this kind of cool open fire theme. Uh, we got a 5K, 10K going on Saturday, the Saturday morning. Um, so it, the event itself is September 29th and 30th, that last weekend in September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be a good time as long as the weather's good. Uh, you know, we've gotten lucky the last two years, so. Fingers crossed. Yep. So the event is to benefit your nonprofit that you started. Yeah. Carolina Farm Trust is, uh, you know, that's, um, you know, we own this event. I, you know, it's very important, you know, that we want to kind of really advertise that. And, uh, I always wonder, you know, doing this for, you know, for the first couple of years, it's, you know, when you look at all these, you know, little, uh, big, these big music benefits and stuff like yeah. that. And you're like, where the heck all does that money go? <laughs> yeah. Go. Uh, but, uh, we're very, you know, adamant that this is, uh, we don't have, you know, another, you know, partner that, you know, siphons up everything or anything like that. This is, you know, hundred percent owned controlled, you know, by Carolina farm trust. And, 
what we're really hoping to build Carolina Jubilee to be is really a funding vehicle for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so we can really go execute our mission without really any outside forces. And, um, you know, in that way, when we do kind of get going and there's other, you know, either corporate partners or, or individuals that want to donate to us, that all can go to really mission-based uh, stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, the university system for us is uh, something we really want to go after, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and get uh, students and um, and uh, engaged and really kind of understanding, you know, our food system, you know, in kind mm-hmm. of a very light way. Um, yeah. You know, we're, uh, I mean, we don't really, we're not doing workshops and stuff like that. It's, it's really just there to come, listen to music, uh, really have a good time, camp, enjoy your friends and, uh, you know, talk to the chefs. I mean, we'll have some farmers there, uh, you know, ask questions and, uh, you know, kind of learn how valuable, you know, your dollar, where you spend your dollar really means. Um, that's really kind of what we're, you know, hoping kind of people take from it, but, uh, it's all very light. We're trying to jam down anybody's throat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so the money, once it's collected, like it proceeds obviously from the event, um, what, what does it, what does it go to directly? Like what are the main objectives? Of the organization? Well, um, I mean, this year we've gone as about as far as we can go, you know, without some investment into the trust itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've done over the last two years, we've been doing these farmer table dinner, dinner series that we've done kind of across the state, um, you know, where most of those proceeds go to a specific farm. Um, you know, but this year with Carolina Jubilee, we're hoping to get a kind of a little bit of an operating budget together uh, and kind of... Um, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll decide to cut, you know, some little projects here and there, hopefully, if enough people come out. Uh, that's the thing. You know, the more people come out, the cooler things we can do. Um, you know, and that's kind of what we're really hoping. Uh, Carolina Jubilee is kind of our long-term play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, uh, we're actually working with Mitchell Community College. They're a sponsor this year. But we're uh, kind of in the beginning phases of seeing how we could partner and, and uh, put an incubator farm in North Iredale. And that might be something we might really focus on for next year's Carolina Jubilee. But uh, it's, you know, really there for, uh, it's, I mean, as any nonprofit or, I mean, it's very hard to even exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this year we're, uh, you know, we're wanting to get a lot of people out there to help us exist mm-hmm. and uh, grow. Yeah. So with, like, I know you mentioned, like, the, a thing, the idea about, like, wanting students to know a little bit more about where their food is coming from and things like that. Have you know? and then, too, also before the break, we talked a little bit about, like, how technology is affecting the um, the farming industry and things like that, especially here in the South. So how um, do you think the connect is between people who have been doing farming, like, as a career for a very long time with students that are, you know, coming from universities like NC State and things like that, you know, learning about all this new technology and all these new, like, methods in agriculture, like, how... Is, is there like a connect there? Is there like kind of a divide between the new and old generation? Uh, definitely divide. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's no, um, no way to um, say it's not. Yeah. But it's the market. Uh, why do we have big industrial agriculture right now? Because the market demanded it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we leave the judgment at the door. Uh, there is no judgment on, you know, what big ag does currently uh, because the public lets them do it. You know, so all... And again, you can educate and make everyone aware all you want, uh, you know, about how small sustainable farms are, you know, the future or, or how, uh, you know, benefit they are for a lot of different things. But the demand is so intense right now and the supply doesn't even touch it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so how can, how can you go out there and tell people you need to go buy X, Y, and Z when X, Y, and Z isn't really there for the masses yet? Mm-hmm. 
And trust me, if the market trends go, and you've already kind of seen, you know, those go, uh, but it really make changes. It's not a big conglomerate putting a fancy kind of PR spin who's really not doing anything and just a bunch of, uh, you know, word garbage uh, to really significant changes, you know, but I will say, you know, the biggest thing you can do as a person, you know, is, is spend, if you really care about this, find a farm that you like and build a relationship with them uh, and buy from them. Uh, You know, you, I can't tell you how big of an impact that has, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, for their business. You know, I mean, you, it's easy to see. I mean, what I, it's always funny to me, like, you know, just kind of with earning reports and stuff like come out, you know, from on the conglomerate side, I mean, you have a projection that gets missed by a quarter of a percent and everybody <laughs> flips out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, so I, that there, there is a disconnect, but I, the, the farming community will catch up to the market demand. Um, you know, and that's what, uh, and there, quite frankly, uh, there needs to be a middle player in there that's not 100% focused on taking all the profit away from yeah. it either. And that's pretty much what happens now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the equation is, is you have the people growing the food, you have people eating the food, and both both of those people are getting screwed. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have a big player in the middle, um, you know, that's kind of really kind of taking from both ends. Uh, so it's, you know, really just trying to take the balance back in. And, and um, you know, again, if you're even you're by yourself or you, you're a family of four, family of seven, uh, what's the most important thing really from basic survival is, you know, your supply chain. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, when you really think about it, I mean, are you comfortable having really your supply chain being tens of thousands of miles long, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you go, you know, a quarter mile down the street to that grocery store, that's that supply chain, you know? So if we had to rely on a regional, uh, uh, food system right now, it doesn't exist. Um, it would be just overwhelmed within two hours. I mean, you know, if it just like a switch got turned, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, really what we're hoping to do, uh, at the very least, uh, is just making sure we have a balance where if we had to rely on it, it we, we could just crutch on it. And as we build it, cause obviously yeah. you know, as soon as we do have to rely on it, there will be a lot of emphasis on getting it mm-hmm. going. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where, where it sits. Uh, but the divide is there, um, you know, but that's kind of why I think Carolina Jubilee is so important uh, is so some of the large farmers can see it, you know, and then when I go talk to them, it's, you know, what can we do a little bit different? Um, you know, it's going to different corporations and saying, you know, how, how can we get you to source more locally and I'll help you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with colleges and, you know, uh, healthcare systems and, uh, you know, there's aquaponics and hydroponics and, you know, there's all this really cool stuff coming out so it can be done. Yeah. Uh, you know, there just needs to be kind of that driving force in the beginning to, you know, pave the road. Yeah. And so going back to, you know, having that support for your local farms and things like that. So specifically in an urban area like Raleigh or the Triangle in general, what's the best way to do that? Like kind of through a farmer's market or like how... Like, uh, well, farmers markets are a that? great way, but ask questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure they're a producer-only farmers market. Uh, there are many farmers markets out there that uh, you know. If it's not producer-only, you know, it's what's the point? You yeah. go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I would um, Durham Roots Farmers Market is a little small uh, farmers market in, in I think in North Durham. Uh, Amy Whistler at Blue Whistler Farm. Uh, find her on social media. She does an amazing job. Uh, she's in her mid twenties and rocking it. 
you know, she's just started from nothing and, and uh, she's doing very well. Uh, Carolina, Carolina Farmhouse Dairy is, you know, 20 minutes from here. Find them. Um, I mean, their yogurt is all around town. Um, I think they go to Carborough and some other farmers markets. Um, you know, but, uh, I will, you know, yes, it's going to be more expensive. Uh, but once you kind of get these relationships going, the price is not going to be in your head. Yeah. Uh, because what you're, uh, spending your money, you're investing your money into these, you know, into these businesses, uh, that are supporting you Mm -hmm. in very big ways. You know, so it's, uh, and they're amazing people get to know them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, I'm not, you know, it's not about just this blanket of buying local, uh, find a farm you like. Uh, I mean, Amy has, I think an event on her farm a month, um, where it's an open farm market and, um, you can go out there, see what she does. Uh, I'll say this, if you're buying from a farm and they don't invite you out to the farm, uh, there's a big, there's, there's your decision right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but most farms love for you to come out. Um, you know, some there is going to be more of a schedule, you know, that they follow, but, uh, most, if you want to come out, they'll give you a tour and, um, and it's interesting and it's, um, you know, especially with, with meat, uh, you know, you can't, you can't, once you start going down that path, uh, like once you get like real bacon from a farm, um, you know, that's not cured. Uh, you just p- put it in the oven and you put a little salt and pepper on it. And you're like, you know, whatever you think bacon tastes like, <laughs> yeah. this is a hundred times better. Yeah. Um, but even like the steaks and, and, um, you know, especially the eggs and, uh, you know, if you are, if you are passionate about climate change, you know, think about what your buying practices are, you know, why don't, you know, you're buying milk from 3000 miles away. Um, I mean, especially, I mean, you're lucky in the, in the, in the triangle that you have, uh, you know, um, local dairies up here. Charlotte doesn't have one. Um, there's only, I think a handful, like maybe two or three or maybe four dairies, I think, uh, that actually can sell directly to the public just because of the regulation North Carolina is so intense. Yeah. Uh, raw milk is legal in South Carolina. I think it's legal in Virginia, but not North Carolina. Carolina. (laughs) So what are some other like red flag kind of things to look out for when shopping for food in general? Like, I guess, you know, especially now it's become such a trend to like sort of um, market foods as like organic and like locally sourced and things like that. But if they're being sold, like you said, like in a big market sort of arena, like kind of like bigger shopping centers and things like that, how how can you find out like where your food is really coming from? Well, I mean, the internet is has a, has a plethora of good information, misinformation. Uh, I mean, organic is almost, uh, I'm, I'm becoming to hate that term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's such a marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of farmers that we work with that uh, were organic, but they rolled off the cert, the certification, because what was the point? You know, it wasn't really worth the cost. They're, they're farming organically. You know, you know they, they, built a, um, uh, they built their customer base up where they didn't really need it. Um, you know, but, um, it's really just asking questions and again, building a relationship with the farmer themselves. Um, they need you, uh, you know, when you go, uh, I mean, every major chain has gotten in trouble, you know, for selling organic stuff. that's not organic. Um, hell, I read an article the other day where it's like this shipment of like organic soy, I think, I don't remember went out (laughs) conventional, same container, but came Mm -hmm. back organic. (laughs) Um, you know, and it's just kind of being aware. I mean, we're, I mean, we're, uh, we're trying to 
put all our chicken processing into China? Uh, does shipping live chickens all the way to China for processing and back make sense? Not at all, but it's a long-term play. Um, mm-hmm. They want to get all of the production over there eventually. Um, I mean, they're trying to get dairy production over there a little. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's just asking questions. That's the best you think you can do. Um, and uh, you can kind of tell when they don't have the answers. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, the triangle is, can, should consider itself very lucky to have uh, access that a lot of people don't. Because uh, there's markets everywhere. There's a lot of farms everywhere. Um, you just got to go find them and find one you like. And then it'll be a lot, it'll, you know, it'll make it, uh, I mean, you know, it's a family event and um, you think a little bit differently when you kind of see, uh, you know, chickens running around and pigs running around and, um, you know, and it kind of, um, you know, knowing kind of what you need to survive, I think, is a reality check. Uh, for a lot of us, because uh, yeah. we don't think about it anymore. It wasn't that long ago when 80% of your time was making sure you had food to eat. <laughs> yeah. And now it's 0% of our time. Yeah. You know, really. Um, you know, so, but uh, the, the, I mean, the farmers, the farming community are, I mean, they're hilarious. I mean, they have such different personalities. Uh, I mean, their biggest business partner is Mother Nature. So you have to have some sort of sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I have to be able to roll with the punches on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I mean, just imagine, I mean, you know, just looking at the weather, uh, you know, it was a very um, warm, uh, you know, late winter, early spring. Uh, I mean, you have, um, I mean, Barbie Farms in Concord, you know, that last year their peaches all, I mean, that, that, that one frost killed them all. Uh, they killed, I mean, the, the last frost, I think, killed like 75% of them. Uh, I mean, they were out. Uh, you know, in late March, just with barrels all through the orchard on fire all night long over like two or three days, that last little thing. And I think they were able to save, I think, you know, about 30%. Um, you know, and it's funny, I talked with Brent Barbie, who owns it, and he's like, if we had three really good years at Peaches, oh, we'd be set, you know. <laughs> uh, but you never get three good years. Yeah. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, they work really hard. They really deserve our respect. Um you know, and it's just uh, kind of getting out of that shell and, and just going out and participating in the market. So other than shopping locally and things like that, what are other ways that people can support your organization and just the um, agricultural agricultural and farmer um, community here in North Carolina? Uh, well, our website is carolinafarmtrust.org. Uh, we have a donate button. We'd love to see some nickels and dimes or fives <laughs> and twenties. Uh, the Carolina Jubilee's website is www.thecarolinajubilee.org. Uh, on our social platforms, it's at Jubilee Carolina and at Carolina Farm Trust. Uh, you know, the biggest thing to support agriculture is just, again, knowing where you're spending your money. Yeah. Uh, go to Fullstein Brewing. Um, go to Tapa Distillery. I mean, Tapa Distillery is in Chapel Hill. I think they're the only organic distillery in the southeast. Uh, but they have a farm not too far, I think a little bit east of Raleigh that does all their grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, spend the money where where your heart is or the words that are coming out of your mouth. Uh, you know, and it, and it is very hard. I mean, you know, when I'm traveling up and around the state, it's very hard for me to pull off the interstate and try to find something that I want to eat because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very hard. Um Support your chefs. I mean, Ashley Christensen is, you know, uh, amazing chef up here. Does does great things, and um, 
you know, and it's kind of, you know, you got to look at the pharma table stuff and, um, and find out who really is, who isn't. Cause it's, you know, I, if a restaurant is doing 10% locally, that should be applauded. You know, it should not be looked down upon. Now, if the same restaurant is sitting there advertising like they do a hundred percent pharma table and only doing 10%, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, you know, That's we have problem. problems with. Um, but it's very challenging, you know, for these, uh, establishments to, um, you know, I mean, it's not just money, it's time. I mean, how easy it is to pull out your app and go to the Cisco or U S foods app, boom, boom, boom. And he, it's here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it is challenging sourcing from local farms because, you know, you, you know, you have this one relationship with a farm and you get X, Y, and Z, and then something happens and they don't have it. Then you had to scramble to do something else. Um, you know, so it's just more, I think, uh, you know, just that thought process of what it takes to really do this. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause we just kind of gotten, you know, spoiled with the, you know, with the other way. Um, but it's all about local. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the biggest, you know, what I, the byproducts of what even what Carolina Jubilee, what I want people to really walk away from, that's capitalism. Uh, you know, the conglomerates now it's, it's just reverse socialism. You know, it, it, but we get it, it, we get sold that it's this capitalistic machine. Yeah. No, it's not. You know, I mean, you know, look what Walmart is really doing. You know, I mean, to the masses. Um, you know, it, it was uh, we did. Um, uh, I taught Oriental North Carolina. Walmart came in and pretty much decimated their entire local economy. Mm-hmm. It was all Walmart. Yeah. And in Oriental North Carolina, it's, it's a beach town way mm-hmm. out in the coast. Yeah. So it was like fifteen minutes to get to another town. Well. Uh, it was profitable, but they weren't really making the money that they wanted to. So they Walmart just closed it down. After they put down their pharmacy out of business, their grocery store out of business, all of their Main Street stuff out of business, and then Walmart left. And they're sitting there like, "What do we do?" Yeah, you know, uh, they don't have a pharmacy. There's much more. You know, they didn't have to Walmart, I right. guess, and things like that than just the the main like grocery. Right. And again, I don't blame Walmart. Oh yeah, I don't blame Walmart at all. You know, it's a community and the community did it to themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, all for what, uh, you know, and it, I think it's, it's, it's that investment in people that um, and I think is starting to come back. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, marketing is a it's, it's a powerful machine. Uh, you know, the conglomerates are not billion dollar corporations because their products are any good. They're there because they have an amazing marketing departments mm-hmm. uh, and they know exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, and that's kind of the thing that we're hoping to, uh, I mean, that we're looking at ourselves at, I mean, we're small, we're very young, uh, but I know if we're going to be successful, we got to start, we got to put out Super Bowl caliber marketing, yeah. uh, you know, not only for us, but the farmers that we're working with, uh, all of the businesses from the breweries, distilleries, the vineyards, um, the restaurants, uh, you know, it's much, there's, there's all these soft, um, all these soft, uh, costs of supporting local um but the gains you don't see too much uh you know so when you when you're spending the, the extra dollar two dollars at a local hardware store um but that pumps so much more back into that local economy yeah. that you don't really pay attention to or see um you know and you know and how do you kind of talk about that um and it's hard because it's it's not easy identif- identifiable um but we can try so to wrap things up, what is for people that don't really know much about the farming community and things like that here in North Carolina, what is one thing that you wish people 
knew that they don't. But it's a lot easier than they think. Okay. Um, I mean, it's all habits, uh, but just go to a farmer's market, you know, ask the questions, um, you know, go to a farm. I mean, all, you know, there's a lot of good, uh, social media there out there around, um, you know, where these farms are, you know, where they're selling at. A lot of them, you even go to the farm, um, you know, and it's, it's just action, you know, yeah. that's all it is. Uh, and it's very hard to do, uh, you know, to kind of come off and kind of wean off and we're all on tight budgets. And, uh, I mean, I got five kids and, you know, our food bill is astronomical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what don't I spend money on? I don't really spend money at the doctor. I don't really spend money at the dentist. Uh, you know, they get their routine stuff. Uh, but we make sure that they're having good quality, uh, input, uh, you know, and we don't really have any health problems. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, it is, I mean, you know, food is the most intimate thing that we do on a daily basis. Um, but we were marketed to, to treat it like garbage, you know, yeah. um, you know, but it's, it's really not even for me health, you know, it's just making sure it's real and you know, that's all I care about. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get arguments with my in-laws all the time, you know, I don't care if you give them candy, but I don't want food coloring in it. Yeah. You know, I want it real chocolate or just give it to, just give something real to them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this fat content and sugar free and all this stuff. I mean, just look at the, uh, just what fat free and sugar free did to our whole food system, Yeah, you know? Um, and it, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, when you kind of think about it and really what's, I mean, you know, every couple of years, I mean, coconut oil is great for you. Now it's bad for you. You know, <laughs> eggs good for you and it's bad for you, you know, and all those are just different lobbies where, you know, our coconut oil is taking too much of this market share and we need to go fight against, it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all, that's all that stuff it's is. It's a cycle. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's really what's just best for your family and, and, uh, but, um, it's easy to say support local is just, it, just go do it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Zach. And if you want to find out more about the Carolina Jubilee or the organization that it supports, you can go to thecarolinajubilee.org. And if you missed any of this interview or want to listen to it again, it will be up on wknc.org.